0: I wish I could say things are getting better in John Morant's life, uh, but that would be a lie. Things have developed in a negative way uh, since the last update that we've had. You see, the problem that people don't realize when you put a spotlight on yourself is that when the light of day reveals your misdeeds, in this case, now you have another incident in which Jaw wanted to fight a minor. I actually thought it was just the same story because it was so similar to the last story where Jaw wanted to fight a minor. Yeah, no, nobody seems more ready to scrap with minors than John Morant. It's like, uh, he's like Oprah. He's like, you, you get these hands. You get these hands. And I don't know if they know these people, these celebrities, that once you get into the crosshairs of TMZ— they are going to dig and find everything. They are going to find any little bit of drama that they can pull out so that they can capitalize on your troubles and struggles for money. That's it. That's the issue that we have. TMZ just reported that JAW was investigated by police in September of 2022 for a confrontation that took place at JAW's sister's high school volleyball game. <laughs> Okay. Jaw's sister apparently gets into a shouting match with another student. Does anybody else feel like the Morants kind of have like, like an aggressive problem? Anyway, so the sister gets into it with another student, calls her brother for backup, kind of like his mom called him, allegedly, for backup at the mall. And then Jaw told this some unknown teenager, I will beat your ass. Under 18. Presumably, when told that, the guy was like, hey, uh, he's a kid. This kid's in high school with your little sister right now. You're going to beat his ass? The disheartening thing was a witness told police that Jaw looked like he was ready to pull a gun out on a high school kid over being called a bitch. Did I mention that Ja makes $210 million yet in this story? And did by the time this thing happened. Yeah, that's what happens when the spotlight comes out on you. All the dumb shit that you've done now comes to the day of light. These tabloids find everything. Turns out Memphis has been trying to cajole Jaw into growing the fuck up for months now. Steven Adams, the night that Jaw went to the strip club, well, the second night that Ja went to the strip club, we now know, he actually touched down from Houston, went immediately to, what was it? Shotgun Willie's. Anyway, so he goes to Shotgun Willie's. when he arrives into town, literally gets off the plane, heads over to the strip club. Steven Adams, before the night of the game against the Nuggets, said, Hey, we've got to stay locked in on the road. We can't be doing crazy things. And then that very same day, Jaw Gun Strip Club, IG Live. That little pep talk from Steven Adams, turns out, worked terribly. There is more. According to Taylor Jenkins, they have had conversations in the past trying to guide Jaw and help him continue to evolve as a person and as a player. That is a direct quote. This obviously came to the head the other day. It put this process into action. Taylor Jenkins and the Memphis Grizzlies have been figuring out a way to get jaw onto the straight and narrow. And then to no avail, he then goes to the strip club gun suspension imminent. And now the thing that they were trying to do, they have to do Jenkins also reported the Jaw will be out at least another four games. And although no, Charge came from Colorado. The league also announced any penalty that comes will be solely at the discretion of Adam Silver and would be retroactive. So my opinion, that 50-game suspension a lot of people were thinking he might get, he will not get. And I think what we'll see is probably a 20-game ban or a 20-game suspension, backdated, for how many other games that he's missed by the time the suspension comes out. So he'll probably be back, in my estimation, by right in time for the playoffs. Which means what? Is Jaw completely in shape for this? Is he ready to play basketball? Will he bring a gun on the road in the playoffs? Who knows? One thing I know it's gonna take a long time for Jaw to really fix his reputation. The reputation right now is Jaw. Strip clubs, guns. Shockingly, Powerade does not want to be associated with those three symbols. Powerade has pulled Ja Morant's advertising campaign as of today, which sucks. Because Ja would have been a tremendous candidate and spokesperson for this brand. It would have elevated him on a lot of different national scales. I don't know if they're going to drop him together, but they have dropped all advertising from that. Especially considering the jaw, I forgot to mention, got ratted out by the strip club. I don't know if you saw the photos. There was $50,000 of money, like, layered onto the floor. It's like Scrooge McDuck in there. And he had a lap dance and no shirt on, and it was a lot of things happening in there. By the way, as an aside, that part, Sans gun substituting or, or taking out the gun, that is what NBA players do on the road. If you think that NBA players as a whole at large don't hit the strip club and spend an ungodly amount of money on women's, you're incorrect. Anyway, very sad narrative. Gilbert Arenas thinks it's going to take years before Ja gets his reputation back into tact, before he's a Tier 1 player again. I tend to agree that... Most sad thing, though, is that Jaw was one of the few players who could be like Allen Iverson, completely himself, completely close to the music, dreads, a blue dread, a grill, hitting the gritty after wins. And white America didn't say anything. Everyone loved Jaw. He was a, a national treasure. When have you ever seen someone like Jaw? Become someone that could be the face of the NBA. Not just the face of the NBA from the culture, but the face of the NBA from the actual powers that be in corporate America. Powerade, Nike, Adam Silver. They were all ready to crown Jaw when Steph Curry left. And you know what? Now all that shit's gone. Gilbert Arenas thinks John needs to cut his hair in order to get his reputation even close to where he was before. And you know what? He might be right. He might be right. Things were getting to a place where players didn't have to fit into a box to be accepted and loved by middle America. And now we start back at square one again. So congratulations, Jaw. You're fucked up. I hope he does get back to some semblance of peace and tranquility, though. I can't wait to see him back on the court. All right, moving on. We stick with the Grizz. Oh, boy. Did we have... A full-on fun back and forth between the Grizz and the Warriors. And I think it's probably true. We now have a full-on rivalry on our hands between Draymond Green, Dylan Brooks, Grizzlies, Warriors. Let's break it down. So it all started with this interview that uh, Tim McEwen, I believe, from ESPN did on Dylan Brooks, the one we talked about Dylan Brooks wants you to stay mad. Dylan, the villain. Gave a ton of quotes, mostly about his demeanor, play style. But he said some things about Draymond, which we discussed. He said he didn't like Draymond at all. He doesn't like Golden State. Doesn't like anything to do with them. He thought Draymond was trash in a bunch of different ways. He said that he talks a lot. He gets away with a lot. Uh, His game is okay. But if you put him anywhere else, he's basically just a guy. That's Dylan Brooks, right? We know that that's what he's going to do. He's a shit-talking extraordinaire. So then I wondered to myself, is Draymond going to respond to this nonsense or is he going to leave it alone? He did not disappoint.
1: Draymond talks a lot. You talk a lot now. So if you have four rings, sure you talk a lot more. For all-stars, you probably talk a bit more. Defensive player of the year, you for damn sure would talk more two olympic gold medals you definitely would be talking because that would mean you you beat team usa and we all know how that goes so gets away with a lot too what exactly do i get away with i have 15 texts one less than your dumb ass okay great his game is cool if you ever wondered Why the Memphis Grizzlies is not ready to compete for a championship? Look no further than this idiot right here. They're actually depending on this guy to help them win a championship. And he says his game is cool. Quite frankly, that just shows how little you know about basketball.
0: I mean, it goes on and on. It went on and on. And so then everyone was like, oh, Dylan Brooks was packed up into a suitcase, put into the trunk of a car, in a hearse, into his grave. Dylan Brooks is dead. Dylan Brooks, oh, he died. Oh, he did now. Uh, the problem is that the Grizzlies and the Warriors had some basketball to play on primetime Thursday night. Let's just say it did not go well for our dubs. They got destroyed. 131-110. Dylan Brooks, electric factory. Tried to goad and bait Draymond in getting into an altercation. It did not work. 21-point win where Xavier Tillman came on the record and said, Listen, we were doing this for Brooks. We did not want to let him down. Draymond, 16-5-7 with three steals. He was a negative one for the game. Brooks, 14-4-6, four, one block, one steal, plus 22 for said game. If you want to know, did the talking stop there? What happened next? It did not stop there.
1: This a rivalry? You want to call it that or no? Yeah, I mean, you want to call it that, but I, I, I would disagree. All right, well, where you want to call it, I guess like... It's a basketball game. No worries, no worries. Um, obviously dylan you have something to say on your podcast dylan has something to say to you guys on the court tonight just i guess when when two teams get that competitive like that how much for you guys is that still does that still fire you guys up a little bit or is it just kind of you're used to it at this point no it's expected um team's been getting up for us for years and talk like they can beat you and then not that doesn't create a rivalry rivalries are created by you win i win and clearly, we won four times, and I think their organization has zero championships, so I can't consider that a rivalry. You say win. You
0: ain't talking about in, in March. You're talking about...
1: Oh, I mean, anybody can win in March. Anybody can win in March. What'd that mean? I have a hard time getting out of my bed in March.
0: Oh, I have a hard time getting out of my bed in March. Ah, so Dylan Brooks directly after the game had this message for Draymond.
1: That was an impressive showing tonight. Hey, thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. You should give the mic to Draymond. Make them talk about me. What was that? Make him keep talking about me so I can play better. <laughs> All right, guys. Gotcha.
0: It's cute. It's fun. So is it a rivalry? What makes a rivalry? I think they're both right. They battled into the postseason. Memphis did send their ass home in the play-in tournament. Uh, Golden State obviously beat them last year. One thing that we do know is that this Grizzlies versus Warriors rivalry is going nowhere. It is it is going to be hotly contested. I need a first-round matchup between the Grizzlies and the Warriors. I need it so damn bad. I need Jaw maybe a second round. I don't know if they're both going to get to the second round. But if Jaws fully healthy and Steph is fully healthy – Dylan Brooks, and Draymond Green. It's going to be fireworks. I cannot wait. I need it. I need it. I need it. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.